I really, I, there's two types of shiurim, David. Usually, you're coming into a shiurim with an agenda. You have a set plan, and then you try, and then you want to present your ideas. That's usually a shiur. You have ideas you want to present. I actually don't want to say a shiur, and I want to study something with you. A very sophisticated thing that much ink, much ink, what'd you say? It's similar to more that. I want, I want to really learn together, not a share at all. There's something I want to explore that I want, I, I want your, create, your creative minds, Gedalia. But again, I, don't want, I want to try to really like capture what Hashem's telling us. And there's a lot of ink has been spilled on this, but I want us, there's a lot has been written, funny way of saying it, but I want to really explore the following sophisticated thing. We always study the Makkahs, David. The Makkahs Hashem sends, we, we learn it when we're little. And we don't reanalyze it, surely, in a more sophisticated way. We just have the childish view of the Makkahs. We don't rethink, we're older now. Clearly the Makkahs were a message. Now, the Mepharshim explained that there was a message in the Makkahs that was divided up. We know, we know, we know we say in the Seder night, simanim Adash Bechav. He broke up the Makkahs three, three, and four. And what all the Mepharshim explain is the first three were teaching us something. The Makkahs were teaching the world something. The first three were teaching us something. The second three were teaching us something. And the second four. I have seen so many different things, what each, one, what each group was teaching us. I want to try to think together, really to put our minds together and see if we can come up with something sophisticated. How to break up that dum tzvardei akinim? What was that teaching us? Arev dever shchin. Those three, what that was teaching us, and barat ar bechayshich makas bechayrus. What those four were teaching us to see if we could try to put something together. But that is the standard breakup. Is the three makas were some lesson Hashem was talking to the world, mostly to us. I don't know in your life, in my life, sometimes something happens to me, and I say, Hashem, I don't get what you're saying. Like you don't know. I, I try. You try to say, Hashem, maybe be clearer. Like I'm not. Sh- and sometimes something happens. Hashem, I get it. I get what you mean. <laughs> like it's too exact. Sometimes something so exact what happens. Hashem sometimes saying knock it off, and you know exactly what he's saying knock it off. You know what he means. And sometimes Hashem rewards you, and you know exactly what he's smiling at. And sometimes Hashem, I'm not even sure. I don't. I don't know what you're saying. I'm not sure. You could even ask Hashem, make the message clear, Hashem, please. I'm not getting it. But clearly Hashem talks to us through actions towards us. That's how Hashem speaks to us. We unfortunately don't have nevuah, but Hashem still communicates with us. The Maka is where Hashem was communicating to the world and saying at a time of tremendous communication, Hashem normally hides, Hashem the Ramban constantly explains, normally doesn't want to show himself so openly, because he doesn't want to take away Bechira. But Hashem in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim very much like openly displayed himself. And he was saying things, I want us here to figure out what he was saying. Now the start of... What? It's a very good question. It's a very some mifarshim learn Benoa, asking tremendously. Some mifarshim learn that the hardening of Pare's heart that seems to take away his bechira really meant that the hardening was always only to equal it out. 
He seemed so obvious. It was like to be from, to be God fearing was Pashat. The hardening of the heart just kept things equal. He gave him such nasiyanis. To rebel just made it equal. Good, valid question. Valid. Maybe what they didn't see all the discussions. Para is there. Moshe said, This is what God said he's going to do. <laughs> it could be that. But, um, but what I want to start this conversation, I'm going to help out more. Because right now, just for all of us to get creative and think of three, three makas, I don't think we could do much with it. I'm going to give us more information, and then I want to really get to work here to figure it out in a sophisticated way. The information, you hear, Yassi, what we're setting out to do? You hear what we're setting out to do? We want to find out what Hashem was telling us. You were a kid once, Gedalia. Dumb, oh, all the, all the, all turned to blood. What was Hashem saying with the makas? What was He communicating? And the breakup we're saying in the Agada is the Tzach, which is Dom Tzvardei Akinim, the Tzach, Adash, Arev Dever Shechin, is Adash, Be'achav. So he breaks it up into those three, three, and four. Clearly there was a message of the first three. There are other proofs that it was broken up that way. If you look inside, I'm going to show you some cool stuff. So if everybody can start with Pasuk Yud Zayin, Perak Zayin, Pasuk Yud Zayin, page 169. And it says, So Hashem says, That I am God. And this is introduction to the first Mark of them. And you'll know, For I am Hashem. Mark I'm going to hit with the stick that's in my hand on the water, Asher Bayar. The Nebchuladam, it's going to turn to blood. And the fish in the Nile, Thomas are all going to die. And the Nile's going to become boish means smelly. It's going to stink. And the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, will refrain will no longer be able to drink water from the Nile. So that's step one. That's the first Maka. And then, Moshe Rabbeinu does it. Then if you look at Maka 2, if you look at Maka 2, Hashem warns, Hashem Moshe, go to Parai and tell him, Pesh we skipped the Chavav, and Hashem says, let out my people. If you don't let out my people, I'm hitting you Tzvardeya. Hashem threatens Makatu, Dom Tzvardeya. If you skip a little further to the third Makah, did you notice that in the third Makah, which is Pasuk Yud Beis, Perek Ches, Pasuk Yud Beis, page 171, the first two Makahs you noticed have a warning. Parai! You don't let them out, dumb. Para, you don't let them out, Svardeya. The third maka of Kinim in Pasuk Yud Beis, Vayoyim Hashem HaMoshe, tell Aaron, stretch your hand out, hit the afar, and there's going to be Kinim. Did you notice there's no warning? Third, what maka one has a warning, two has a warning. Third, there's no warning. There's no if you do, there's no warning. Hashem just tells Aaron, Smack the ground and kinema coming out. That's it. Hit the afar ha'aretz and there'll be kinema ha'aretz mitzrayim. There was kinema, that's it. Niteas matran hit the afar, hit the dirt, and there's kinema. That's maka number three. So there's no warning in maka three. Let's turn now. 
So, so far I showed you, Gedalia, we're going to get busy. Trust me, it's going to get intriguing. It's boring right now. Right now, Kalish is saying like random information. Yitzlis, why did I get caught here? I promise you it will get intriguing. So far, the hints. So far, the first three markers, what does Hashem say? What's the purpose? Leman teda in order to know. Kiani Hashem. Shalom Aleichem. I am God. That's the first three Makas. First to have a warning. Maka three, no warning. Now look at Maka four. This is very, very important. But then I'm going to put everything together and then we're all going to put our thinking caps on. Before Maka four, Rabbi Say. But what's Maka number four? What's Maka number four? Arav. Wild animals. In Maka number four, three was Kinim. Three was Kinim. Maka four is Yudches, Pasuk Yudches, page 172. Check it out, Benalo. Page 172. Pasuk Yudches. There is a warning. Good Yudzeb, there's a warning. Viflesi Bayoimahu. I'm going to make a Pella. Pella means a wonder, a distinction, though. As Eretz Goishen. Between the land of Gaish and that my nation dwells in it, there won't be Arav. And says Rashi, the purpose of Maka 4, Hashem, but Hashem adds two words. Bekerev Haaretz. Pasuk Yudches, page 172. Before Maka 1, what does God say I'm going to do? Kiani Hashem. Maka 4, what does Hashem say? Ani Hashem. But he adds two words. Bekerev Haaretz, amidst the land. Now, if you look at Makif 4, Arav has a warning. Makif 5 is Dever. If you look at Pasuk, if you look at Pasuk, Perak Tes, Pasuk Aleph, there's a warning. A warning. What's Makif 6, Hevra? Shechin. Do you notice there's no warning? Look at Perak Ches, Pasuk Ches, Ches Ches, page 173, Ches Ches, no warning. Aaron, take a Molech Piach Kivshan, throw it, and it's going to be Shrin, no warning. One, two as a warning, three, no warning. Two, four, four, five, warning, six, no warning. Now watch this. Seven, eight, nine, all have warnings. But before we get to what the warning was, before we get to the warning, if you please look, if you look at this one, look at Perak Pasuk Yodalid. Pasuk Yodalid, page 174. Pasuk Yodalid. Page 174. And this is going to be the final kicker. Ki bipam azoiz, this is before Maka number seven. Which is Barad Hail. Ki Bipamazois this time. And Ishalech is Kol Magivoisai. I am gonna send all my Magifas. I am letting loose. Hashem says all my plagues. Elibcha to your hearts. Uva Vadecha and in your servants. Uva Mech in your nation. Bavor Teidan, order that you know, Kien Kamaini Bhalar says nobody like me in the whole world. And then of course Barad has a warning. And they don't follow when they get borrowed. That ends this week's parsha. Next week's parsha, what's you have to borrow it is Arbe. Arbe again has a warning. And then you go to Chayshech. 
there a warning? No, there's no warning. Chayishach has no warning. So Rabbi say, if you follow the flow, the way it works, one, two have a warning, three just comes. Four, five warning, six just comes. Seven, eight warning, nine just comes. It works very well that there's a plan here. The following is the plan. All the makais are three sets are all trying to teach something. He gets two warnings and the third one it just unleashes. And each set teaches something. The language by the three sets, Makas Bechayus, we will separate. The Makas is Kiani Hashem, one, by the first three. The start to the first three is Luman Teida Kiani Hashem. I want you to know I am Hashem. That's before the first one. Before the fourth one is Kiani Hashem, Bekerev, Oretz. And before the third one is Ein Kamaini Bechal Oretz. There's nobody like me. That was before the third one, the third set. There is nobody like me on the whole earth. Where is that? Ah, by the Maka of Barad Ki'ein Kamayim What are the three sets teaching us? And can we analyze the Makas and see why those were chosen? The first one, Ani Hashem. Second set. Pull closer, Aaron. I like that guy. What we're saying, Aaron, is pull a chair right next to you. Bring your chair with the chair. BYOC. Bring your own chair. Now you fail. We're, we're trying to be more sophisticated. We once all kids, and the makas are exciting, and the mitzvah were beaten to a halt. But Hashem was talking to us, and we're trying to hear what he was saying. And the Mepharsh explained that you have to break up the makas into three sets. We observe maka one as a warning, two as a warning, three just comes. Four warning, five warning, six just comes. Seven as a warning, eight as a warning, nine just comes. Three, six, and nine, they're no warning. Hashem just says, Maish and I hit Egypt with. Third one is Kenim. Sixth one is Barad. Barad. And then the ninth one is Chayshech. Those have no warning. Hashem just says, hit it. And we explained that there were three lessons. The Makas have broken up the three lessons. He got two warnings on those, and then he gets nailed without a warning. Two warnings, nailed without a warning. The message by Makkah, but before the first Makkah, it says, Hashem. Before the fourth Makkah, it says, Hashem, Bekerev amidst the land. And before the seventh Makkah, it says what? It says, There's nobody like me in the whole earth. Let's discuss what he's saying now. If the first Makkah, Hashem saying, Shalom Aleichem, I run the world. What was what what was the to Dan the Mitzrayim? What God. was the most important to the Mitzrayim? To the Mitzrayim, what was most important in their life was the Nile. It was the greatest source of the economy, and to a degree, it's funny to say they worshipped the Nile. The Nile was the power that they had. The Nile was the power. That's what gave. Egypt its resources. That was the source of all the strength of Egypt. That's my Zayn. Nice to see you.
the source of strength. What were you saying, Yud? Ah, good, good, Yud. The source of strength of Egypt was the Nile. Hashem first said, I'm going to introduce myself to the world. I am Hashem. There's a Gavoya Me'al Oretz. What you see, there's something in charge of. When you want to establish there's a boss here, you go to the pre-existing boss and you knock him off. Ani Hashem, there's a God. There's somebody who controls everything you see that you think is all-powerful. That's, that's what dominates. There's a Gavoya. There's something higher. So Maka number one, the Nile, turns to them. Hashem starts up with the force they know of. Maka number two as well, Sardeya, from the Nile comes out frogs from the Nile. It comes out frogs that attack the whole land. Both of those are expressing that which you thought is the all-powerful. There's a Gavoya Me'al Gavoya. There's something higher than that. That's both Dom and Sardeya. Kinim is the ground turned to Kinim, the Afar, the Afar Haaretz, the earth which was so, the Nile would flow onto the earth, making it a rich country that was tremendously wealthy in minerals and was a great fertile land for crops. The very ground turned into Kinim that attacked the people. The first three established, Ani Hashem, Shalom Aleichem, there's something higher than the world. Ani Hashem, there's a Rabbi Hashem, there's a creator. I want it, there's a creator. What you thought the world, the strength of the world, as the almighty, as the all-powerful, there's a creator, there's a gavoya me'al gavoya. There's something higher, which is why the first three attacked the Nile and attacked the Afar Ha'aretz. Mitzrayim, specifically, whose strength was the ground, whose strength was the Nile, which fertilized the ground, the first three makas specifically show control over the Nile and over the ground. So that's Shalom Aleichem, Ani Hashem. There's something higher than the Aretz. The force that you think is the greatest force, there's something higher. Shalom Aleichem. That is the first three Makas, yes. No, I'm just showing the no warning. For the, I'm not saying why Hashem did this. I'm just showing at the end of every set, there's no warning. Hashem unleashes to really bring home the point. There's something that controls. So, so three, six. Now... Now, so that's the first one. Now we know Shalom Aleichem, Hashem exists. Hashem exists. Okay. We know there's Hashem. What we think is the most powerful, there's something more powerful. Now what does Hashem show next? After you know there's a God, there's a creator, what is the second most important thing to know? First of all, there's a creator. There's a force. There's Hashem. Always, you meet, like, people always try to distract you. Maybe it's a lady. I don't care what you call Hashem. There's a force, there's Hashem. A burial, we can't comprehend Hashem. But there's a force that's higher than the land. And Hashem introduces Himself, Shalom Aleichem, by the very things that are the power of the Aretz, by the very thing that are the strength of the land, Hashem asserts dominance over. The Ya'ar, the Nile, which was their source, their whole economic boom was from the Nile, and Hashem expressing power over the Nile was a way that nobody can be in denial. I'm Hashem. So that, that was the, okay, bad pun. So that was, that was, that was, just, that was just for referral. The Ketzer Advarim is, that is the first three makas, Evi. The next three makas are to say, Ani Hashem, B'Kerev Haaretz. What is the next step, Rabbi Say? Right, there's no boundary. They come right up. Hashkocha. 
There are people who say there's Hashem, but does he really care about us? Does he get involved in the nitty-gritty? You picture this powerful king. You know, we just elected a president. Does he care the goings-on in our league? He's a president of the country. There are people who believe in a creator, but Hamashpili Liros, who lowers, we say in Hallow, that Hashem's Mashpili Liros, he lowers himself to see. He's deeply, intimately involved in the world, in everyday events. That's Bekerev Aretz, amidst the land, I'm involved. The first Shalom Aleichem is I exist. The things you think are the most power, I control. There's something higher than the things you think are powerful. There's Hashem. Gavoya me'al gavoya. The second step, is he involved? The second step, Hashem says before the fourth Makkah, is the care of Aretz. The purpose then of the next three Makkahs is to establish that Hashem tief tiefs involved. Active and tief. Do you know by all Makkah 4, 5, 6, what does it say by all three of those Makkahs? It is by some of the others, but not by all the others. What does it say by those three Makkahs, which are what Makkahs? Arev, Dever, and Shechem. What does it say? I love you. Arye, look up, everybody look inside the Chumash. This gets, is getting intriguing. Look inside the Chumash. Let's get to Makkah 4. Okay. So let's go. Page 172. Page 172, Aaron, this is going to get fun. Do you have Kayach or you're bugging? No, 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 I just, um, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I want you to see this. Do you mind? Well, no, I was, yeah. Look on with, with Yehuda. I want you to see this. Page 172, and if you look in the first market where Hashem says, I am involved. So the first one is what? Arev. When it says there, <clears throat> it says in Pasuk Yudches, V'fleisi b'yoyimahu. I am going to differentiate on that day between Eretz Goyshen, where my nation is, Levilta Yeshemar, if you won't see one wild animal, Lemanteden, what do you know? Okay, Hashem I am involved. To the exact inch, there's a Mitzri. To the Mitzri is going to have wild animals. And the wild animal, you know, there used to be, on my Oberlander's block, there was a crazy meshug in a dog. He died a couple of years, maybe a year ago. I don't know, after this, my Oberlander. There was a crazy dog who was nuts. Now, what was remarkable is, he would run at you full speed like he was going to kill you, and suddenly he stopped. The people have on their property an invisible fence. It's the crazy electric oh, fence. You can't see it. Oh, so when the animal comes to a certain point, he gets buzzed. The first is scary. It is freaky. You got a heart attack. It was real. It's from the collar. I don't know where it's from. He gets shocked. It's the craziest thing. I mean, the amount of people that have heart attacks. It's very nice that the animal is protected. It has an invisible zapper. It would run full speed to the edge of the property, but then, and it stops. So, Hashem by Makas Ari, they're wild animals going to sugar. They're tigers eating people on the street, but the wild animals, bears, tigers, lions, you name it, would run up to a Jewish property and not walk an inch onto the Jewish property. The precision of Maka number four. Now, admittedly, by Dam, by Dam you had the same thing, but it's not open in the Psukim. By Dam... It says, hit it the net 
and it says the Mitzrayim stopped drinking Mayim, we make an inference that, that the Yidin didn't have that. I don't, it doesn't say it openly. It's a diuk, and it says where did they get water from they bought from the Yidin. So it is true that the Yidin didn't have dam, but it doesn't say it openly in the Psukim. By Urev, wild animals is open in the Psukim, the flacy. I'm going to make an unbelievable distinction. What does that tell you? That Hashem knows door by door, house by house, who lives there. That's amazing knowledge. That's intimate knowledge. That's not just Shalom Aleichem, I exist. I'm involved. Every movement of the animal, he's going here. He's not walking there. There's some invisible fence going on here. The answer is Hashem who's involved. That's Makafur. Dever as well, it speaks it explicitly. If you look at Pasuk, Perak Tes, Pasuk Beis, Hashem says, Yad Hashem is going to be in your cattle. And it says again in Pasuk Dalet, V'hifla Hashem. Hashem is going to make a distinction between the Mikna Yisrael and the Mikna Mitzrayim. Didn't also make it to get saved inside? Yes, that's true too. Which also shows precision, by the way. I know exactly where it is. But Hifla, the wonder. By Makif 4 and 5, it speaks about distinction. That's by Arev and Dever. If you look at Shrin, in Shrin it says, see by Shrin it doesn't say that distinction. By Shrin it says was the only one, is the only one of two makas that the Khartoumim, that the magicians couldn't do. But it doesn't say openly in the Psukim. Hashem says, isn't, is, is this when Hashem says that he's just going to like let it all out? The next one, that's before the next one. The next set? Yeah. It's funny, right? That one, it doesn't say the Hifla. It doesn't say the Pella, but it says that the, it says that the magicians couldn't do it. Shrin. They couldn't do Shrin. They couldn't create too small. <clears throat> it's interesting. You don't see the... I don't know why there you see that Hashem's involvement in the world. Being honest. I don't know why Shrin... Remember, the next set is supposed to show the care of Aretz. I'm intimately involved. How do you... On Marcus 4 and 5, you see that. But it doesn't say that on Marcus 6. It doesn't say that. What do you mean? The was the lice? Yeah, no, three is lice. of the boils. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. No, it didn't, but it doesn't say it in the Torah. The whole point, it doesn't speak that out. Makif 4 and 5 speak out that Hashem is going to differentiate. There's going to be an unbelievable Bini Ashkocha Hashem. On Makif 6, doesn't speak about that Ashkocha. Says, take a a handful in we're in And he says, throw it to the heavens, and there's gonna be Avak, I'll call it Mitzrayim. It's gonna be on Adam and Behema. And that's it. There's Shrina Babuis, that's Pireach and Adam of Behema. Face if the cartoon can't do it. 
So how do you see the Ashkachas that I'm so involved? How do you see if the purpose of the second set, I don't want to like force the, this is, this is, I'm, what I'm saying of is the shot of the Kliyakar. The first we were meant to show what? I am Hashem, Shalom Aleichem. What you think's powerful, there's something higher. There's, there's somebody on high. The next three are meant to show that I'm intimately involved. I didn't just create the world and say, call Tov. I stay involved. That's the next three. The first two of the next three show it exactly. Because the whole mock is the, the only ones that speak out explicitly. I am going to bring it here, not here. You're going to see remarkable distinctions. Now, even though it happened by them, it's not spoken out explicitly because that wasn't the point of the makkah. By makkah 4, that was the point. I'm going to have wild animals, but they ain't going to touch a Jewish house. I'm going to kill death. Animals are dying, but not one Jewish animal dies. A very controlled disease. I'm showing you it's very specific. There was a line of one of the mashkichim. Rev, um, Rev Chatzkel said every bullet has an address. When people see chaos... I once told my wife when we were dating, she told me about a certain tragedy. I said, that's crazy. That's crazy. I was so sad. She said, you don't say that's crazy. It's hashkocha. I learned from my teacher, she learned from Rebetzin David, Rev Hutner's daughter. You don't, there's a sense when things are, a lot of things go on chaotic. Chaos sounds like no controls. By art, there's no chaos. I always love that it's called Leil HaSeder. The night of Pesach is called the Seder. What does the word Seder mean? Order. Order. I always liked it because you had a country in complete disarray. It looked anything but orderly. You have lions eating people's heads off. And you call that Seder? Order? It, there was any, but the answer is every, every bullet has its address. We don't believe in chaos. Yeah, it was very controlled. Right. Controlled case. Everything was exact. There's a Yid, Rev. Marks, who was Nifter. His grandson learned this yeshiva. He was a huge sack. I'll tell you a little about Rev. Marks. I'll give you a treat. I'll tell you about Rev. Marks. This shouldn't be taped. This shouldn't be taped. I'm going to say Nobody's taped. You know what? The Maka taught us something. The lesson the Maka taught us in... in um, Endeavor is the precision of Hashem. I know, but I'm saying, why did he tell He gave him the training. He said, like, bring your animals inside. I spoke about that with the shear. I, I spoke about that with the shear. There's a shtickle at that. Rev. Ezi, that was that shtickle that morning that we spoke about. That's a good question, yeah, Dalia. Very bad. The whole, so you believe that I owe you. I owe you to sit. That I owe you. I, wanna, I just already did it with the guys. I owe you the answer to them. So that's the second set of makos. Now, I don't know Shrin. Can anybody think of why Shrin? Why does Shechin show Hashem's involvement on this earth in such detail? I don't know. I have an idea, right? boils they got in their bodies. Yes. Because it was a very individualized. It was very. It was very. It was for each individual. Yeah. Besides was, for that, it was. It was, it was besides. It wasn't. It was on each individual person, and it was to their. It was to the deepest parts of them. They were. They were shamed purely. Of, um, it's funny. It's funny. Shelley's right. It's funny that he took. Yeah. How did this work? He took some. He took a mulech of nine piach kivshan. Let's get. Yeah, 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 it's a very good point. Let's get English here. It's a very good point, Shelley. Zevi, you're right. You're both right. Look at this. Test test. It's like the same. That's a very good point. That's a thing every does. That's a very good point. Yeah. Let's read it. Let's read it, um, Zevola. Why is this not going? 
Hashem said to Moses and Aaron, okay, Hashem said to Moses and Aaron, take for yourself handfuls of furnace suit. Suit is the stuff in the furnaces, piach akivshon, the burnt stuff in the furnaces, and let Moshe hurl it heavenward in front of Pari's eyes. He takes a, a handful of suit and throws it up. It will become dust over the entire land of Egypt, and it will become boils erupting into blisters on man and beast throughout the land of Egypt. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Takes suit, throws it up, and it becomes boils and blisters on man and beast. That, uh, those actual things fell on them? Yeah. The embers. So first of all, Rashi says that miracle. But how can one man have enough suit that can get in everybody? Rashi speaks that out. Rashi says that that was a miracle. Rashi says, Arinisim Harvey, there were many miracles. Echad, that the Kaimits of Moshe and of Aaron had enough that Avak went on Kolaritz Mitzrayim. They throw up one and the whole Mitzrayim. But... But Sholi points out, rightfully so, is this is, and Aryeh said, this is every bullet has an address. Suit comes down and hits every mitzi. Why didn't it hit the mitzriim? They all get boils. They all got burnt from the suit, basically. He throws up like this furnace stuff, and then every, it, should, it should hit randomly. It, it attacks the mitzriim. Now, the Pasuk doesn't point out, it doesn't hit the yid, but that's what Sholi pointed out, that it hit the mitzri was an ace. That makia, the, the what's remarkable about the precision is not that it didn't hit the yidden, is that every mitzri got hit. It says every mitzri. That alone is precision. The very makia is precision. You throw to the sky suit and every mitzri gets hit. <laughs> Should have missed some mitzri, you know. You talk about like when they threw the scuds at our soul and they kept missing. Here, suit came down and hit everybody. It hit everybody. Like somehow, it, the, each bullet found its mark. Not one missed. You know, you shoot a bullet. Maybe you hit. Maybe you don't. Here, every single bullet scored. <laughs> the miracle itself speaks about precision, which means I know where everybody is. I know who everybody is. Precision. So that's that second set of makas that teaches Hashem's yediyah. Hashem knows what's going on. He sees and is involved, intimately involved. David, when we go through things, it's important to remember the second set of marks. Hashem's watching. He knows what's going on. He's mashkiach. He didn't just create the world. He's involved intimately and knows detail, blow by blow, what's going on. What's the third set out to prove, Hevra? No. We're winding down. Ain't kamayni b'chola earths. There's no force like me in the whole earth. The next set proves that Hashem is not, there's no force of nature that stops Hashem. You can know Hashem created the world. You can know Hashem is intimately involved, but you could think has to show their limitations. There's Teva! There's nature, you know? The purpose of our Ben onwards is defying nature. I have no limitations. Hashem is Hashem who Elohim. Hashem means the creator. What's Elohim mean? He's the only force. Elohim means power. He's the only power in the world. Hashem, who, who, Elohim. Shema Yisrael, Hashem, the creator of the world. Elohim is our God. Elohim is Mashmedin, but he's the only force in the world. The Baal The power of all force. What is, our, what is the next maka? The first one of that is Barad. 
Barad Arben Chayshech. What is Barad? Fire and water. Defies nature. There's no limitations. I, I, I can't be stopped. I'm not held back by any rules. So Barad is miraculous. Chayshech is the most simple thing of nature. It's, it's Yoim and Laila. Yoim and Laila. The most simple thing is like this, the friendship, dark and, and light, like two different things. Never the twain shall meet. And what does Hashem do? He mixes darkness with light. To them it's dark, to you it's light. In the same, in the same four feet, to you it's dark, to you it's light. Complete control over. There's no nature, three straight days. Arba's a harder one. I'm going to tell you about Arba. I'm going to tell you about Arba. What? Just their yes, locusts. Now, I want to tell you something fascinating. I want to tell you something fascinating with Arba. Do you know, on Arba, it's next week's Parsha, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you anyway. Do you know, by Arba is the only mark of all ten that it says openly, tell your children about it? If you see in Parsha's boy, next week's Parsha, the beginning of the Parsha, it says... Uleman Tisapar, the second pasuk, tell your children. Says the Mefarshan, shouldn't you tell them about all the makas? Arba is the only maka that there's still a remnant to Arba in this world. The Rach, Rabbeinu Hananel, says, after Moshe Rabbeinu Davins, that there shouldn't be any Arba left, it says at the end that Lanisha, there won't be one Arba left in Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu Davins, Lanisha Arbechem Chogvur Mitzrayim. Says, says the Rebbeinu Hananel that the Maka of Arba is the only remnant of all the Makas in the world. For rest, for, from then on, there won't be any locusts in Egypt. And when locust plagues attack, they'll avoid Egypt. And your kid's going to say, are the locusts like smart? Locusts have no eyes, and they're avoiding Egypt. It's to remember that Moshe Davin there once was a Maka of Arba, and now locusts don't attack Egypt. My father has a photocopied article from a 1970s National Geographic. And the National Geographic is wondering, there was a locust plague that swept up the Mideast. And for some reason, as if the locusts have eyes, they don't attack Egypt. They attack every single country, Egypt included. They don't attack Egypt. They destroyed millions and billions of dollars of crops. And they don't attack Egypt. My father has the article with the, he, he gives it out every year with the, with the pictures that they attacked. And for some reason, the locusts don't seem to like Egypt. But they'll fly right above and then go around and say, no, we're not touching here. Rabbeinu Hananel says that the only one in the market is a remnant till today is locusts. <laughs> so why is he not anymore? Because Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, and the Pasuk says, and Rabbeinu Hananel says, till today. And when you ask, so the article analyzes with winds, they just don't know Rabbeinu Hananel. The National Geographic article. Yeah. Ask my father. Tell him you want to see it. How do you like that, Gadals? There's a New York Times, there's two articles. There's a New York Times and a National Geographic. The National Geographic is more graphic. By the way, a little part of Egypt has has attacks, which just means if you want to know what Egypt was of old, just if you want to get the drawn-up map right, just see where the, the, the locusts attacked, but they didn't attack, and you'll get the exact boundaries of the Egypt of old. <laughs> How neat is that? <laughs> My father has a shtickle. It seems more recently Egypt did get attacked with 
Arbe, and my father explained that Al Pikabola that today they will get attacked. It's Man Mashiach. My father has a whole shtickle Torah. I don't remember it anymore. He told me a whole shtickle that no, no, that's Man Mashiach because he said that being a, he had a whole shtickle. My father had a whole shtickle that recently they've been attacked with locusts and Al Pikabola. My father holds they will be attacked now. He has a whole cheshbon. I don't remember what he said. I don't remember what he said. Yeah, he has a whole cheshbon, but he has these articles from the seventies. That locust circle and they don't touch Egypt. He has a whole. My father is a reason why. It's Man Mashiach, all bets are off. I don't remember his question. It's Man Mashiach. That's my father. That's my father's sister. You have to ask him. They weren't attacking then. My father. I never heard my father say it then. I never heard my father say it. No. I never. I haven't heard him say it till recently. He has a whole shtickle, but I don't. I can ask him. He has a whole shtickle. Makas Bechiris, I heard, has all three lessons. Is the grand finale that has all of them. By Makas Bechiris, is explicitly that them, the guy, not the yid. The Bechar was the one was the was the one who was the leader of Mitzrayim. So to attack the leader, Ani Hashem, I'm Gavayim Al Gavaya, Yid not Goyim. And the, the miracle, Hashem is mavchen ben tipa l'tipa. Hashem knows every single one exactly. who yes, who know in exact time. The exact time. There's no other force, the exact second. There's like, the Makas Bechars is supposed to have all three lessons. But it comes out, the three lessons of the Makas are three lessons. The Shmuz, whoever heard of the Shmuz, he's very big. That every year has to live with these three pieces of information. There's Hashem. One is you have Shafer. One there's Hashem. There's a power above the whole world who created the world, who created everything we see. One, two, he has intimate involvement. Don't there's Hashem, but does he really know? Does he? Yeah, he sees everything. If you're standing somewhere in the middle of where Bechas a yid standing, and a guy holds a, a bottle to him. There's a Hashem who created everybody, everything in the world. There's Hashem who's watching. Who sees what's going on? He's mashkich. He's there, right there. You could talk to him. He's watching and sees as it's happening, live, live time. And the third thing is he could do anything. He's kol yachol. Nothing could stop him. If he wants it to happen, happens. He doesn't. He doesn't. He has no limitations. There's no but naturally. But al piteva, Hashem's kol yachol. Hashem could do anything. He has. He has nothing stopping him. That's the last thing. What did it say by the last Marcus? Ain't kamoni. There's nothing like me. There's nothing like me. There's no other forces that stand in the way. Those are the lesson of the three the three sets of Makas. And that's like a deeper. Now there's many, many, first of all, there are many other ways of breaking up the three the three sets. But there's also many other things over the years that I've thought of. If you, once you have this baseline, the three Makas, you'll notice other things. Why the first three show I am Hashem. Why the next three show Hashkacha. I love what the guy said about Shechem. It was worth this whole moment tonight is that Shechem is so every bullet has an address. That's Shechem. Mashiach throws up suit and every piece hits a Mitzri. <laughs> That's precision. Every Shul bullet dog. has an address. Thank you, Shirley. It was worth the whole night for that. So every bullet has an address. That is the, that is the lesson. Is Hashkoch. Hashem is exact. There's precision. He knows what's going on. He's Mashiach. He sees. There's, there's a line, we'll end with this. There's a line, the, the altar of Kelm said to think about this. 
I have thought about this in my life. It makes me shiver. It, but you're supposed to think about this. By it says Hashem Atzur Tam Impaloi Ki Kol Durach of Mishpat Ain Avil. There is no injustice. Gedalia like this. By us human beings, if we would punish somebody, does his grandmother deserve to get punished? He did a sin. His grandmother. What's that called when you have damage? By, by the way, collateral damage. I love you. Good Shmuel, good Shali. Collateral damage. What's collateral damage? We're trying to... This it happens. Things happen in war. You're trying to knock this down? Listen, collateral damage. Manasseh. What can you do? So there's a lot of collateral damage, Zevi. If somebody's getting in trouble, what could you do? You know, somebody else is taken down. What can we do? By, by Hashem, ain't other. There is no injustice. Says the altar of Kelm. Listen to this. Chas a plane over malaria goes down. A plane goes down. Malaysia? That means Malaysia also. There's no country malaria. It's an illness. A plane goes down over Malaysia. <laughs> a plane goes down over, 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 over a country. Zevi. Not only does every single person on the plane meant Hashem. That's what Hashem was geyser. That's what was supposed to happen to them. Every person, if there's one guy on the plane who it shouldn't have happened to, he won't be on the plane. There's no, there's no collateral damage by Hashem. Ain't other, there's no injustice. But not only that, every single guy on the plane's wife deserved that their spouse was nifter. Every single neighbor, the neighbors had a sadness also that they lost a neighbor. That's a tsar. That means that was measured out, that they should be the neighbor. Any single person who heard about it and now feels a certain sadness, Hashem meant that. It ain't avil. There's no injustice. There's precision. There's never chaos. There's never in, in trying to do this. Listen, collateral damage. Ain't avil. Every bullet has its address. There's no, Hashem has no avla. If it happened, that's what Hashem was geyser. And for each person, that was the ashkocha. That's the precision of Hashem, who's involved, who intimately knows each person, what they need, when they need, how they need, and arranges as such. That's ain't avla. You think about that, it gives you the goosebumps. It's like, wow. It's intense. Every time, Correct. And in any way that every person is affected, that was designed by Hashem. There's no collateral damage by Hashem. It's, it's mind-blowing to think about. Correct. Traffic. In it, you could become from from a traffic jam, yeah. No, not a traffic jam. Not, I'm saying, that's what he said. But I'm saying, even like the street runs, like a, a stoplight. Yeah. Stops yeah. This person goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who got, who got caught in the traffic light? Who didn't? Did it go in? Every detail is from, yes. Yes, Scholster. He was talking about oh, Rabbi. Rabbi wanted to know what's it called. Uh, Rabbi was asked on, um, on why they were not uh, originally why weren't why by the third mark Hashem didn't anymore. I had a I had a thought of why not. Shirley wanted to know what was it. I didn't explain it. Marker three, six, and nine. I'm no warning. What I was bringing out with that is not saying why Hashem did that. I was just showing it really looks like a series. Like this punch, punch. There's warning, warning, punch, warning, warning, punch, warning, warning, punch. So it does look like a, it just supports what we were saying that they're serious. Why did he do two warnings and then hit without a warning? It wasn't explaining. 
Sholi's going to say Pshat. I wasn't coming to say Pshat. I'd love to hear Pshat. Some reason Hashem warned twice. You defied it twice. The third time you got hit. L'chor, you should also be able to figure out three, six, and nine should be extra important to drive home very powerfully the point. Maka 10 has all three lessons in it. Yes, yeah, Holstein. Uh, I don't know if this is right. It's just a thought. Uh, I would think it's maybe because Hashem is coming to show them that I keep warning you, why do you keep forgetting that I'm here? Because after these two makos, Aaron would go to Aaron would go to Paris and say, let, uh, let my people go, and he would, he would tell him no. So every every time he warned him twice, by the third time around, Hashem would be like, why do you keep forgetting what I did the first two times? Some have, you're right, you've been warned twice already. But I don't know why twice, we've been warned once already. For some reason, we've been warned twice. Now, I'm not warning, I'm just telling you. I don't know why that happened. I, so, again, the reason I was saying it, it still needs a shot. The reason why I, shot, I was saying it is just to show the series. But not on the third one, not on the sixth one, not on the ninth. It's three sections. That's, that, that's the whole thing. It's three separate things. Mm-hmm. So for each category, whatever you want to call it, it's, I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm warning you. You don't want to listen? Fine. I'm warning you again. If you don't want to listen, okay, you lost your chance. Now this Next. is just a fact. Second one. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the midst of, of, of you know, we just handle a great talk. Three strikes are out. Okay. There's three outs. I was thinking that. I was actually thinking that. It's good stuff. I was actually thinking that. The problem is, there's only two strikes by each one. It's funny. I wonder how many of us thought of this. Because while we were talking about this, I was talking about three and then nine. I was thinking this also. Like a lot of us admit it now. Like all us warped sports guys. That the the three. Because I was thinking three strikes. There was like two strikes in your L because the third one you just got. Yeah, but he do now. Maybe he said, he said for, why is it four to walk? Maybe if they would have listened, they would have got the walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <funny. laughs> Okay, so we're a little more knowledgeable than we started. What was the last thing I was telling this last thing? Yeah, the last the last thing we were talking about. You're about to say you started out with one. What was it? We can rewind the tape. That didn't get really old. It was on the point to the, the, the involvement, on the involvement I was telling you. So. Oh, we were talking about that line from the Altar of Kelm, every A novel, there is no injustice. Oh, no we were talking about, but a lot of that lesson, that's what I want, a lot of that point, the A novel, was Hashem's intimate involvement, that's Zashkocha, that Hashem's involved, who moves near who? Who lives near? Who lives? Who lives where? Who chooses to move there? How many things are so precise and exact? That's not shkachas Hashem. You know when a, in people shaduchim they see precision like that. I saw my own life. My 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 wife's mother remarried, and a rav advised them to leave Milwaukee to move to Lakewood. They moved to Lakewood right near my cousins, and my cousins introduced us. 
You see the precision Hashem puts who, with who, where, and arranges things. The precision of how Hashem runs the world. That's Bekerovaretz. Intimate involvement. That He didn't just create the world. He stays deeply involved. It's what we say in Hallel. That we say in Hallel, that we say, He's my, He does live on high. He dwells in high, but he lowers himself to come down. Hashem's extremely involved. So I, can, I appreciate everybody listening. Everybody, listening. everybody living as well. I, everybody's invited to go to the canteen. Everybody here should just tell Yaakov, you get whatever you want. You get one thing for free, whether it's a schnitzel sandwich or a... What does he make? Corn dog? Or, I think Very good. Yes, yeah, you gets any, one thing for free. But, one no, Should I read no, no the ball? guy? I want to no read the guy's today? a poem that I wrote. Oh. No ball today? Oh. Wait for music, right? Oh. No. Yeah, yeah, it's so far now. <laughs> no, it's never too late. Is Remy putting it on Twitter? No, there's not Twitter. There's not for Twitter. Boys. Is this Wait, what someone has to follow Twitter. Like anyone can follow? Yeah. Oh, so we, we, don't, we don't even know who's like. Oh, I don't no, know. No, no, no. It's going to be in trash right now. You never know. It's going to be ready. There's stuff in the canteen. It's going to be ready for you at tenders. Canteen's not, it's not open. It's just for the guys here. You get free things. You get free groceries. I wasn't here. You're here. Anybody in the base magistrate? No, don't give me. It's all there. Yeah, she can get a friendship. <laughs> Do you have one second? One second. What? Zevi, you have on your phone. You have on the phone the poem I wrote you last night. You have it on your phone. You have your phone here. You have it here. Oh, is you have it here. Can I see it? Rhymes, the rhymes. If I can see it for a minute. Can I see it was a poem? Zavi. Ooh, Zavi. I know how to read it. Yeah, I do, you gotta do commas. Yeah, I know how to read it. Okay. I'll tell you. I was extremely impressed last night. Zevi lost the playoff game, and the grace and the midas. I, I was crazy competitive, crazy as a youngster. I still am, but I was crazy, very, very like a mishogun, a competitor. But with that all, it's important that there are other values and to stay. We can't let our com- competitive nature get the better of us and cause us to do things we don't want to do. I was extremely impressed, crazy competitive, but active with tremendous midas. So I want to. Drala. I do want. I want to tell you a lesson of refing that is true as a parent one day, as a rebbe, and any community involvement. I want to say to you, and then I want to. Uh, then I want to read this to you. I have a friend who's a mediator, and he often mediates between couples in fights. Now, if you ever mediate, you always get yelled at. If you're ever involved in any form of mediation, you always get heaped on. Two people are fighting, things are emotional. I once mediated two families were fighting over a lot of money. Who did I get nailed? Both sides kill. Whatever you say, you're biased. This, they, they kill you. And this is the important lesson. Never take it personally and never make it about you. 
or get out of the kitchen. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. I can't stand Rebbeim. There's a way in Chinuch where the Rebbe makes, you know the loser type of mentality of Chinuch? You know the Rebbe, don't say names? Well, I'll throw you out. You know the Rebbe walks out of the class? I would fire a Rebbe who did that. Middle class, that's it, and walks out. I'd fire a Rebbe. It's like a loser mentality of woe on to me. After all I do, you boys, like, the Rebbe, and he's walking out, like, looking back, hoping like it worked, all feeling guilty. I can't stand that. I can't stand that. Because mission accomplished. You is. <laughs> if I was in that class, I'd have them all start cheering. <laughs> like, like I used to. And I'm not condoning the Rebbe, David. What I'm saying, Mitzad the Rebbe, is you chose to be involved. And then people say some get upset. Kids are kids. You chose to be in the classroom. You chose this to then take it personally, and you can't. You, you won't be effective. The, the most effective is leave your ego out. Leave your ego out. When refs get insulted, when refs, get, I'm not condoning a guy screaming at a ref. From a guy's end, it's to work on himself. But when refs get all insulted and upset, and they take him and make it about them, they're the worst refs. It's not about you. A guy breaks in, you don't... I didn't walk home last night feeling all sorry for myself. Poor me. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You chose to ref. You guys get upset when they ref. So don't ref you don't want to. And a good ref doesn't make it about him. Two players, they lost, he won, and that's not about you. Now, we're human beings. We get insulted. The less you could... The more you could take yourself out of the picture. The worst refs in all sports make it about them. In baseball, is a very famous umpire who always fights with the players and gets in their faces, it's always about him. He's a terrible umpire. A good umpire puts his ego aside. People didn't come to the stadium to watch the guy. There was a guy in the camps, don't say names, who used to years ago, before your times, he made very demonstrative calls. He would dance around. It was always about him. He, was a, he wasn't a good ref, a wonderful guy. He wasn't a good ref because it was too much about him. I didn't go to watch a basketball game to see the ref. I want to see the players play. I never want a ref to assert too much. I let guys play. I don't call a lot. I call enough. I don't call a lot. For both teams, the same. You want a ref who calls me? Every ref has their styles. I don't want to dominate the game. I want a good flowing game. I call enough that the game is smooth. You get it back. I want to read that. So... That, but the nukud of not being about yourself, of not making it about yourself, is huge. In chenuch, it's not about. I'm so insulted. Stop taking it personally with your kids. They're not doing it to hurt you. In a in a healthy way, I read this once in a chenuch book. In a healthy way, st- keep your ego out, and then you can act actually help your child a lot. Don't take it so personally. As a ref, as a parent, as a rebbe. The guys are chutzpah. If you're taking it personally, you're missing the boat. In a healthy way, they're not trying. The biggest chutzpah in the clay is not trying to go at you. And if you take it, the Rebbe walks out and is so hurt. And you, miss, you miss the whole thing. Now, I'm, people are human, and I'm not condoning the bacher. Don't start up with the Rebbe. Don't yell at the refs. But if you choose to ref, don't take it personally. The guy, you, you chose to ref a game. It's nice of you. You're a tzaddik. And I'm not condoning. Don't you dare yell at refs. But I was very moved. Zevi's, Zevi's classiness last night. So look covered Zevi's classiness. I want to read you a poem, a short poem that I wrote to him. And I want to poem. celebrate his classiness. You have to know how to read it. Of course, know <laughs> You ready for the poem? I love you, Zevi G. You're an all-time great here, truthfully. Your growth is being done the way it's supposed to be, working hard, fighting to grow, but gracefully. A Ben Ali is what you are, 
Your starting point was good, but boy, have you gone far. I feel blessed to have you close by, exhilarating to watch you fly. Close, Yedidim, we will always stay. Yours truly, Daniel K. Okay, have a great night, guys.